Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up, this is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from the Geico Studios. Again, I usually like to say happy Tuesday, happy Wednesday, but we're we're getting there. Hopefully, we are getting there. An eighth night of protests in some cities. uh, Tear gas deployed in Atlanta. City's curfew going into effect here in Los Angeles. It's a very sobering sight to see armed military on Hollywood Boulevard, which is the home of the Oscars and Jimmy Kimmel Live and seeing it being filled with soldiers as people drove by, as Black Lives Matter protests have gone on and other protests, peaceful protests have happened is a really sobering sight. Uh, This is where we're still at, unfortunately. Um, Again, hopefully, as we keep going, Things get better, and and we will each day gets a little bit better. Sometimes change comes in very tiny increments, and things get better in very tiny increments, and every day gets better. Uh, right now, L.A. is under curfew as protesters continue to gather here in Los Angeles. It is one of those things, and I, I just want to say what we said last night, uh, continuing to do our our diligence here of talking about what everybody is talking about, plus doing sports because it's our business. Uh, I I said it last night, and I'll say it again. Uh, With things going on in this country, the two things you can do that you can make a difference at, if you see what's going on, you don't like it, you vote. And you vote at the local level. You vote for sheriff. You make sure you vote for school board. You make sure you vote for district attorney for whatever it is you want to change 
Do your local voting. Make sure you do that because that's where change happens. Get involved. If there's a cause that is near and dear to your heart, whatever you are passionate about, that's what you're going to do the best. If there's something you want to do, go do it. Those are the two best things I can say to try to get forward and and do things and help you do things and help everybody figure out their emotions and what they want to do. Those two things I can say are my two biggest pieces of advice that I can give you as, again, we're in an eighth day and eighth night of protest. Uh, you know, the thing is today, look, we, we have big stories from the NBA we're going to get to. We've got Rick Buecher dropping by in a few minutes as the NBA has a big story out when their season is going to end. Uh, if they do come back and play, we have the 10th anniversary of one of the most infamous moments in Major League Baseball history that everybody remembers going, oh, I remember where I was when that happened. Oh, my goodness. So we do have a lot of fun sports stuff to get to. That's part of the distraction of the day. But obviously what is happening in the world is something that we talk about and I know you want to hear about. And you you know what I I get to tonight, Steve, is that we spent a lot of time last night talking about James Dolan and the fact that he puts out this tone-deaf statement to to everybody at Madison Square Garden saying why they haven't put out a statement about George Floyd, how they've not been able to condemn racism. Well, apparently James Dolan learned his lesson because today he put out a note to his employees at Madison Square Garden saying that – it's a sincere attempt to provide his perspective on a very difficult issue. Uh, let me be clear. We vehemently condemn and reject racism against anyone, period. That was part of the statement what he put out today. And judging by the news today and seeing where the, the stories now go, it really baffles me how difficult it is to just denounce racism. I mean, I really, it's you don't have to get into the aspects of protests versus the looting that's going on. But condemning racism should be easy. James Dolan couldn't do it yesterday and only did it today because it became a firestorm and his email got out. Dabo Sweeney, who is the most decorated college football coach of our times right now because they've been beating up on Alabama the past few years, had a statement when he was asked about Uh, the killing of George Floyd, that didn't even sound human. We're going to play some of it in a couple of minutes. And, you know, Major League Baseball, they failed to put out a statement for the longest time on George Floyd. Just 10 of 30 teams uh, up until midway point of this afternoon had put out statements condemning racism and the death of George Floyd. I don't know why it's so difficult for leaders. And I I, I mean Major League Baseball and Dabo Sweeney and James Dolan. Why it's so difficult to say yes, we denounce racism because you know what happens if you don't denounce racism? People go, oh, boy, okay, you're racist. Well, now I know because you can't <laughs> denounce racism because it's a pretty easy step to take from one to the other. I don't get why. I, I, I understand if you don't know what to say right away and your depth of comments are – I don't want to get too far into it because I don't know how things are shaking out and everybody's looking to me to say things. But condemning racism is easy, and I I don't see why it's so hard for people to do it unless there's a reason why, and then you see what you look like if you don't wind up condemning racism. And it's not that he didn't... I mean, he could have just not come out with a statement. You know, that has happened in recent days. He mm-hmm. came out with a statement and didn't. The actual yeah. quote was, we're not any more qualified than anyone else to offer our opinion on social matters. You know, there are other teams that highly disagree with you on that point. To offer an opinion on social matters comes with the responsibility that you have and where you are placed and part of this big community. I mean, the largest market in the United States, after all, New York, where his team resides. And he issues the follow-up memo today after his own employees are having an employee-only meeting about all of this because it was, as we mentioned on last night's show, becoming such a big thing, as it should have been. And by the way, with what's going on in the world, it's not just armed guards in Hollywood. Across the street from here, as I was on my way into the studio for tonight, armed guards behind the protesters with the signs and people honking their horns at the protesters on the way by at the corner. It's oh, that's everywhere. a very big corner of for, like when, yeah. when, when there's protests, there's protests right outside our studio. Now I've been doing this the show. Nothing from like home. Hollywood with the yeah. looting and no, 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 it, it's not that, but there it, it's a big street, the corner of Sepulveda and Ventura in Los Angeles, where our studio is. And there are many times where there are protests that happen there for different reasons. And, you know, I didn't even think about tonight trying to get into work because I've been doing the show from home. I forgot you, you're going into the studio so you can do updates and, and, and do the show. I mean, it, 
is it what's the presence like there is it is it a lot of armed guards like like what is it oh yeah it was plenty and it was down the block as well but i i will note of how peaceful it was compared to other areas of los angeles not only tonight as we're after curfew but also earlier this past week so uh, kudos you know the thing is is that when i see instances like and look obviously it's been easy for many other people to say, yes, I condemn racism. Okay. It's important when you have a responsibility to let people know where you stand. And too often, people in power like to play that card on a sliding scale. Like, I'm the owner of the New York Knicks. When, when something big happens and you want to kick Charles Oakley out of Madison Square Garden or you want to stop a guy from heckling you because, you, you know, you're playing with the James Dolan and, and the, you know, Fast Freddy 5, whatever band he's got, and someone <laughs> wants to heckle you, yeah, I'll get you thrown out of here. But now when something like this comes up, it's we're just the New York Knicks. I'm only the owner of the New York Knicks. And I, what, 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 why do you need to hear We're just me? an I, entertainment I, company I mean, is what he said. I mean, really. I mean, I went from, yes, I, I, I'm the owner of the Knicks and we're worth five billion dollars if we were to sell no franchise would go for more money than if i sold the new york knicks but the last couple of days it's been hey look we're just the knicks okay i'm, I'm just the owner of the knicks i don't get it you know and, and Dabo sweeney the same way you know he went on this six minute answer that was a non-answer when he was asked uh, about what happened with george floyd sports illustrated put it up today let's hear a little bit of uh of Dabo sweeney uh tight shirt let's play we have all witnessed just disgusting acts of evil that's really the only word i can uh appropriately use. I'm glad I don't have social media because my reaction would have been to probably say things I shouldn't say and regret. Where there are people, there's going to be hate. There's going to be racism and greed and jealousy and crime and so on because we live in a sinful fallen world. We've had so much bad news. Okay, so hey, we're just going to have bad news then. We're just going to have racism. We're just going to have it. He went on and gave an answer for about six and a half minutes. He went on to talk about his faith, and he went on to talk about and then and then give allegories and analogies because, uh, look, Dabo Sweeney likes to talk, and he found a way to talk for six minutes without really giving an answer, without really saying, we denounce the crime against George Floyd. We denounce racism. Couldn't say it. And, and, and I, I mean it. It's I don't know what your reason is for not doing it, but if you don't do it, you're going to get tagged with the with the race tag. You're going to get tagged with being a racist. And that's what that when if you can't find a way to at least say that, that's how it's going to happen, and that's how people are going to think about you. I don't know how Major League Baseball hasn't come out with a more wide uh, statement about it yet. Well, you know why it's been on the teams individually to say things. Well, now and I'm so glad the Mets has. were one of those teams that 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 said things, but not until every not until you get outed as being someone that right. hasn't said something. Oh, now, I'll, okay, now I'll say something. Now I'll say something. What are you afraid of? Are you afraid of losing business? Because if you say you denounce racism, you're worried about people that are, oh, well, you denounce racism. I'm not going to go there anymore. I'm not going to buy tickets for that game. I'm not going to go see that team play. I mean, really, I mean, is that where is that what people are thinking? That's just, I, I can't even, I can't wrap my head around that. Well, also, I'm not going to give MLB a pass. Manfred apparently came out with a statement after, you know, I will say goaded. <laughs> into it as people have talked about it mm-hmm. but also you've got the side story of what's gone on with the Clemson program today that a former player said on Twitter well Dabo Sweeney allowed a coach to call a player the n-word during practice and there were no repercussions on the guy and then tonight the Clemson assistant apologized for what he had said in 2016 this is literally today this story was going through and this it gets not it's not reportedly or sources the Clemson assistant Danny Pierman himself apologized for what he had said in a practice. How can you as a leader and any college football pro- programs coach is exactly that? And you're telling high school kids, parents, we're going to take care of your guy. Come to our program. How can you be a leader and let that go? That's unconscionable. Remember, and there was a, and I'm going back like probably eight or nine years with Dabo Sweeney. But what, remember the story that a couple of players who transferred were upset that if you didn't, if you weren't to go to the to the, uh, the uh, services they had, the church services they had, you, you weren't in with the rest of the mm-hmm. team and a couple of people left. And it was, oh, my goodness, what was that? But then it, it went away after a while. Look, Dabo Sweeney's proven to be a tremendous head coach. and They've sure. won championships. But anytime you open the door to, hey, where was this statement? on uh, from Dabo Sweeney someone says well let me tell you a story about what happened to practice to tell you about that I mean really because it happens that way sometimes just think about this if, if you and your friends are hanging out 
and you're just you're just shooting the breeze about something. And there's something that happened between you and somebody else that you've just never told anybody for whatever reason. And one of your friends says, oh, man, you know, you know what Mark did to me? Mark did this, 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 this. You're like, oh, my God, Mark did that to you? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't believe he did that. And then you go, I remember when Mark did something like that to me. And you go to be part of the conversation. Hey, you know what Mark did to me about five years ago? No, what? And then you tell that story. That's what's happening with Dabo Sweeney. And that's what's going to happen. This came out. Hey, wait a minute. You couldn't denounce racism. What is that all about? And it's not unique to Dabo Sweeney. I'm just using the examples of the high-profile coaches and personalities is that you're going to have more people say, oh, yeah, well, this happened. And now you're fighting an avalanche of, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, on all different fronts. Again, it's easy to just put out a statement to say, I denounce racism. I stand with everybody denouncing racism. You'd think it would be, actually, as we talked about with the Dix owner last night. I will say, to be clear, it was last night that Rob Manfred's uh, two employees memo was actually written. I didn't see it till today, but it was a full page long. And among the things he says is addressing injustice requires action. He also talked about how Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier and changed our game forever. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, look, but it, and that took how long? I mean, that took until where is Major League Almost Baseball? Week, Why huh? are only 10 teams putting out comments on it? And I don't know what the, the, the level is now because I've been off social media for the past couple hours uh, with today being Blackout Tuesday. Um, so, but when I was, uh, you know, getting ready to prep this morning, obviously getting, getting stories ready to go, uh, I'm like, okay, it's only, wow, only 10 out of 30 teams. And I was really thankful the Mets are one. I'm like, okay, all right, fine. It took the Mets a couple of days, but at least the Mets got out there. So I don't know if there's more teams have done it now, but to be that slow in responding when you have a responsibility, and that's the whole thing. It's not that everybody's got to weigh in on it. It's not like I got to hear from you and you and my next door neighbor and people down the street. But when you are in that position of influence that, 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 that everybody – is interested in and you lead your part of the community and you're one of the leaders of the community and every sports team is a leader in their community you expect to hear from those people well put it this way it's in context the mlb memo is four days after the minnesota twins own memo on the whole thing Right, and and Dabo Sweeney's whatever answer he gave, what he's trying to give, and now Trevor Lawrence right away said, "Hey, he put out one of the best statements we've mm-hmm. we've seen about this." And this is a quarterback and a college kid saying, "This is what I think right here," and he put out a great statement on it. And now some other people just have trouble doing it, and that's what happens when you can't. You invite the questions. Well, why aren't you doing it? And nobody wants to fight that battle. But like I said, you would think it would be an easy thing. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. 
No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Let's see what Rick Buecher has to say. He joins us now on the Discover Hotline. Get your free credit scorecard today, even if you're not a Discover customer. It includes your FICO credit score and checking your scorecard. Won't hurt your credit. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard limitations. They do apply. First things first, Rick, I know every day is, is we're living day to day. How are you doing? How are you guys doing? Your family, everything the past few days? You Okay. Yeah, I, I'm, we're, we're good. I mean, we actually have it very good. We're not in the midst, uh, our neighborhood is not in the midst of protests or looting or any of that. So we're ahead of the game as far as that. It's, uh, I think all of us, um, family, uh, wife, kids, everyone is just feeling very unsettled by, uh, you know, one, one uh, unusual, extraordinary, extreme, challenging, difficult thing after another. We we start with the virus, and then now we have uh, riots in the world. Uh, you know, in or at least our country in great conflict. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I just I'm, I'm I've I've felt more untethered the last couple of days than I have in a while. But as far as we are physically health wise and everything else, we're good. I think it's a mental struggle right now for, for everybody. And I'm sure that we're not alone. All right. So we spend a few minutes here away from it as we, we talk about the NBA. Cause it's, it's good to talk about, but it's good to get away from as well. Uh, sure. This story today, the NBA says, Hey, if we play this year, our finals are going to go through the middle of October and Clay Bennett yesterday in kind of an, Oh, by the way, statement when he wanted all 30 playoff teams, uh, all 30 teams to return to action. said, you don't want some teams away for nine or 10 months. Uh, that would be something because maybe he's in, I'm sure he's in meetings that are, this is being discussed. And if he's, saying these teams could be away for nine or ten months you're talking about the next nba season potentially not starting until the calendar year of 2021 uh, what's going on with all this right now yeah i think it's i i, I don't i don't I'm, I'm not sure that clay's being exact with the calendar that we're reading the calendar the same way uh if you count march and you go to November, that's nine months. And I think he's, I don't think he's talking about training camp. I think he's talking about playing actual games from everything that I've heard. The league certainly is, uh, has no problem and is even anticipating in light of the circumstances of moving the season back the start to sometime in December. Uh, but they're not going to give up Christmas day. And, you know, what I've heard from people is, you know, a week or two, starting a couple of weeks before Christmas uh, or beginning of December would be would be the ideal uh, as far as a start. And if we're counting if we're counting March as one of those months off, uh, you know, March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October, November is nine months. And I, I would I would have to think that's what Clay Bennett was referring to. And you know how it is when we want to make a point. We exaggerate a little bit. We round up, right? We don't, we don't round down. He's not going to say eight or nine months. He's going to say nine or ten, even though it's, probably, it's, it's straight up nine, and that's not including training camp. Rick, this is Steve. The NBA Board of Governors is due to get a proposal from the commissioner and vote Thursday. Now, the commissioner is not expected to invite every team to finish this regular right. season, but even AP said the board last week had no consensus on that. There was the GM survey where, to say the least, there was no consensus on how long this season should go. Would you expect that whatever the commissioner wants, the commissioner is going to get this week? Yeah, I think he's I just it's simply because Adam has been uh, good at consolidating. But I don't know that Adam specifically has something in mind between 20 and 22. I the most interesting aspect of this for me is that if you go 22, 
And, you know, from what we've heard about who they would be inviting, it would be five Western Conference teams and one Eastern Conference team in, in the Wizards. And if you're doing that, it begs uh, to reason that you are doing away with the division in the conferences and that you are just playing for the lowest seeds. And even as is, um, somebody is going to get shorted on this. And I hate to say it, but it might be the Orlando Magic who are as close to hosting this thing as any team. But I'm just, I, this is what I, I know that a lot of this is still being discussed and kind of hashed out in terms of, you know, 2020, uh, whether it's 20 or 22, a lot of that, the function of that is whether, uh, is the format that they're going to use and, and what the play-in format is going to be. The other issue that they have that from at this point, I don't know that, it, that it's been resolved, but it's that the players want some sort of regular season games. And the reality is, there, there's, there is no format for what they consider regular season games and having play-in games. So um, they don't want to wait the, the these games. I mean, the only reason, the only way you could call the the games that they play before the playoffs start when we come back uh, regular season games is if they had some meaning when it comes to the seeding. And I don't know any of the top teams that want to have these five to seven games that are played to have more or any significance in comparison to the 60 some games they've already played. So those are going to end up being exhibition games is, is what I'm expecting. They're going to be exhibition games played between the top seeds while the, uh, while the play in games or play in tournaments, depending on how they, how they set that up are, are, are going on. And uh, that's just that's it, look. There's there's someone's going to have to give on this, and it's not going to be perfect. And though, but those are the details that are being worked out. And I don't know that Adam has. I, I haven't heard that Adam has a preference any any of that. I think he wants to. Uh, I, I think he wants to have a consensus uh, more than anything else. Is make make sure that he's got as many people happy as he possibly can. Mm-hmm. Rick Buecher with us, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Carmen, Steve DeSager in for Mike tonight. And, you know, Rick, uh, we, we saw this first crop up last night, and then it got to the point where uh, he had to resign earlier today. But uh, Grant Napier, who had called games for the Sacramento Kings since 1988, uh, resigned earlier today and then was also let go from his radio show in Sacramento because of a back mm. and forth he got into on Twitter with former King star DeMarcus Cousins, who asked Napier for his opinion on Black Lives Matter. Napier Napier yeah. tweeted back to him, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. All lives matter. Every single one. Now, Napier yeah. apologized saying, look, I, I wasn't as educated on Black Lives Matter as I thought I was, because if you say all lives matter, that's contradictory to the message they're trying to get across. Mm-hmm. After this happened, Chris Webber and, and DeMarcus Cousins went back and forth on Twitter going, yup, see, this is kind of who he is. This is the guy we knew. And now Grant Napier doesn't have a job and, and lost yeah. two jobs because of this. Uh, what, what do you make of, of this thing that just happened very quickly in the past 24 hours? Uh, it is, look, I, I've, I've say it often, social media is a loaded gun and, uh, and you need to treat it as such. And I, I watched that whole thing unfold and I was, in one respect, I was stunned by it because um, uh, I, I just, I did not know there was that harsh of feeling. Matt Barnes also jumped in. Matt Barnes, DeMarcus Cousins, Chris Weber were all essentially suggesting that that, that that Grant is a racist. Now, I do not believe that by by any stretch, uh, but I certainly did not even think that anybody uh, thought that. I do think that Grant has always been, um, he's been very much a Sacramento Kings uh, acolyte. He, 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 he will speak, he will go whichever direction the team goes. And when things were good with DeMarcus Cousins, I think he probably was good with DeMarcus Cousins. And when that went south with the Sacramento Kings, I think that uh, uh, then it went south and, you know, DeMarcus went south in Grant's, in Grant's mind. 
it's it's also it is a very tricky line to walk when you are when you have a radio show and I know this firsthand when you have a radio show and you work in concert with a team. I had a radio show in San Francisco and I was also the sideline reporter for uh, the Warriors. Now, I wasn't paid by the Warriors. I was war- paid by uh, NBC Bay Area at the time. But I would go on my radio show and I felt like that's the forum for me to talk about the team and the Warriors as I see them. And uh, as a sideline reporter, that's where, you know, there's a certain protocol. If you're at ESPN, you're, you're, and you're doing broadcasts, you're doing it knowing that you're a broadcast partner. You're not just a free, free-handed reporter in those, in those instances. And so I, I, I look at this and I just, I think, you know, Grant got caught in a, in a very difficult position. Uh, I feel, I feel terrible for him. Um, I, I, it, uh, it's it's extraordinary and disappointing the reaction um, that these things cause. Because while I'm not defending anything that he said, certainly um, he made a mistake not being aware of what he was saying on Twitter and what the meaning was. Uh, but I it it feels wrong to me to have someone that has been in the business as long as Grant has in Sacramento to be uh, essentially kicked to the curb as succinctly as he has been. It it's, I get it, but it's, it is awfully disappointing. And this, I, I I'm sure you guys feel the same way. This then. Well, obviously the phone is cut off with Rick Buecher. No. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if you lost me or you lost Rick. Yeah. I was like, "Oh, is that me? Is that Rick? Is that no, me? Is that Rick? This is what it's like doing shows from home." Uh, yeah. So I uh, look. Okay? Yeah. Oh, there, there we go. go. We lost you. Now we got you back, Rick. There you go. I don't. Yeah, I could hear you guys the entire time. Oh, maybe, I, we we maybe couldn't you, hear you. Radio silence. Maybe as you it guys were. at the maybe very you end. Guys just got tired of me talking. <laughs> this is, I, it happened. This my is, family. <laughs> my family does this to me. I, it, it's like at some point. They all look at each other and go, what happened? We can't hear him anymore. Like, <laughs> you know, hey, tell me this doesn't happen. How often if you're talking to somebody on the phone and the call drops out, right, and you call the other person back, you fight for five minutes on whose phone dropped out, right? Well, no, no, I got full don't, bars. Don't. No, no, no. I got full bars. I haven't moved. I've been standing in the same spot. No, no, but I got full bars. It must be you. But what does it matter? The call dropped out. The worst part of it is, is that when it drops and then you're both trying to call each other and you get dumped into each other's voicemail because right. you, you can't connect, which brings up the Brent, the Brent Berry rule, which is whoever initiated the call, whoever made the call, regardless of whose line dropped, they're the one that calls to reconnect. Brent Berry and I came up with this rule because he and I got into oh. this a couple times. I, I like I like that rule. I'm going to tell people that from now on. Listen, you got to yeah. say it. It's up to you. Uh, no, but, no, I, I, but I, listen, I, I I do have to say, like, I I understand. I completely understand the sensitivity to the subject, and I um, it, I mean, look, I've struggled with this because I feel as if I've tried to conduct my life, my entire life, um, uh, treating people fairly and equally, regardless of color or creed and uh and and certainly grant what he tweeted was uh was ignorant uh there's just no way around it it was it was it was being uh ignorant to to the issue and the sensitivity to the issue uh that said it just it grieves me to say to see somebody have their entire world turned upside down because of a tweet He's on Twitter at Rick Buecher. That is at Rick Buecher, Bleacher Report, Fox Sports 1, NBA Insider Extraordinaire. Rick, as always, appreciate your time. Thanks so much. I know sometimes the conversations go in different directions, but as always, we appreciate your time, your insight, your thoughts. Thanks so much. You got it, guys. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. 
Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. Fox Sports Radio, welcome inside Hour 2. The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon live from oh! the Geico Studios. Steve DeSager in for Mike Harmon tonight as we go through another night of protests, another night of curfew. Uh, Here in Los Angeles, there were military tanks on Hollywood Boulevard, which is normally a place for sightseers to go see Grauman's Chinese Theater and put their hands in the handprints and footprints. Look, honey, I'm standing in Hedy Lamar's shoes. Where Jimmy Kimmel is filmed, where the Oscars take place, and to see armed military members as there is a, a peaceful protest going on up there is really... Just a jarring visual, and I'm hoping that every day it gets a little bit better. Uh, already today seems a little bit different than yesterday does, uh, and hopefully we are at the end of nights where there needs to be a curfew and there needs to be a military presence in cities. Uh, hoping. Um, again, this is something that you know we're, we're living day to day with this, and it is something that is... Uh, of course, what we're going to keep track on. And what we like to do on the show is talk about that and also balance it out with sports because there are some big things going on in sports. And, you know, there's certain things that I know that, that uh, we want to talk about that are big deals. And, and uh, you know, we certainly have that coming up this hour. But before we get to that, I want to just point this out because, it, I, you know, if, if we talk about too much heavy stuff going on, it, it gets difficult. And I understand that. So I want to just bring this up because this is something that someone just put out on Twitter, Steve. There is a uh, one of protests tonight is going on at the Manhattan Bridge, and okay. someone just put out a, a video of somebody climbing that's climbed up a little bit on a wall and is sitting on an area on a white building. I don't know exactly where it is, and the person is dressed as Spider-Man. So there's someone dressed as Spider-Man who has gotten up somehow up above. Uh, it's like a like a resting area on a ledge of a building. Somehow they've climbed up. I, I want to say there may be I don't know twelve feet in the air. It's not very high. It's not like, but you can clearly see. You know, this is the only person there. It's Spider-Man who is just sitting on a ledge. Wait, is this a whole DC Marvel thing? Because shouldn't it be Batman overseeing Gotham? Uh, well, no, no. Spider-Man. Spider-Man is in New York City. Oh boy. Batman. 
You learn by listening to the show, Steve DeSager. I'll, I'll give you that uh, much. Yeah. No, no, no. But listen, DC, they don't have great supervillains in DC. The DC villains are boring. The Marvel villains are really good. Spider-Man is, I mean, Spider-Man. I mean, he can climb. If Batman could climb buildings, I would say, okay, you guy dress as Batman. But you're saying Spider-Man. all the 50s gangsters that were Superman's villains, they don't count. Uh, all the guys the, in the look, same suit. Listen, DC had the worst and still has the worst villains. You want to know why Marvel's better than DC? That's why it is. And also, Marvel superheroes are way more interesting than DC. Look, Batman is the only one that's captured anybody's imagination because Batman is dark and mysterious and he has demons. And, oh, what do I do? Oh, yes, yes. How, how do I deal with being a millionaire and I have all these things to do. Yes, I, I get it. But all the other, look, Superman is boring. Right? Superman's boring. <laughs> the Flash is boring. He's fast. Mets fan know? Jerry Seinfeld would disagree with you. Aquaman is not. I mean, Jason Momoa, he's built. He's a big dude. Wonder but Woman it, is quite interesting. Are Wonder, you saying? Hey, Wonder Woman is great. Okay. If there was more Wonder, I'd put Wonder Woman in Marvel. There's Wonder Woman in many things. It would be better. Uh, um, correct but, my confusion, but I haven't I seen Batman on the Warner Brothers Studios? Does, don't they get borrowed for the DC films? Uh, sure. Yeah, Doesn't they, that they, fall, they, fall under... Uh, it, it does. It does. But okay. outside of Batman, the, the villains are bad. Oh, Green I mean, Lantern. Come on. Green, oh, Sorry, Green I couldn't Lantern, with a straight face. Green Arrow. <laughs> Thank come you, on. Steve. <laughs> really? Green, stop. T-shirt, I know you like Ryan Reynolds, but he did a bit in a Marvel movie where he shoots himself in the head before he signs the contract okay, stop to it. play Green Lantern. Stop it. He okay, did, it's in the movie. Yeah, because of the amount of backlash he got for the movie he loved doing when she met his wife and got rolled yeah. into the yeah. role he has now Ju- because of, yeah, yes. Just like, just like many people who say, oh, I love this experience until they get done with it, and they go, oh, that really wasn't very good at all. I think that's I, just I, people I, complaining about condiments rather than what is in the dish. No, I think if he was, I, I, I think if he really enjoyed being Green Lantern because like he may have loved filming it like you said you meet your wife hey this he is oh, what, what a great thing but then you get away from it and you go oh man that really wasn't that good for my career oh come on it really did not no he had to he had to get lucky put on a mask one of the best looking dudes in the world had to put on a mask to become famous because everybody's like yeah I don't need to see a Ryan Reynolds film again okay. oh come on his other that. famous role he has a deformed face and he's wearing a mask come on he's wearing a mask he turned into a Pokemon like this guy <laughs> come on <laughs> I'm just saying. He, he actually was in Pokemon. Thank you. Uh, no, but r- look, Ryan Reynolds, anytime you, you have somebody really good looking and you put them in a comedic se- uh, in a comedic setting, they're great. Sometimes you try to put someone who's really good looking in too much of a dramatic sense. It's like, uh, okay, all right. Then you see, you know, are they really a great actor or not? And you kind of see that they aren't that great at what they do. But if you put somebody really attractive and you put them in a comedic role, something you don't expect them to do, they kill it. All the time. All the time. Look, as, 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 as good as he is in Deadpool, he's not nearly that good in anything else. I, just I can make the case you, Van Wilder in, was really good. Oh, my God, really? That's Come the, on. That, that's the hill you want to go to is I Van would Wilder? love to stand on this hill. Alex wow. does not like your verdict on Green Lantern. This is the Injustice League. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Come back <laughs> you anytime. You should have said that like Chris Berman. Uh, TJ, the Injustice League. No green light for Green Lantern or Green Arrow. Uh, you know, like but yeah, exactly like because green, well, green lantern, News green arrow. Flash, how about yeah. that? Flash was fast. That's great. You know what? Hey, it, like they each had somebody who's fast. We got Quicksilver. We got Good Flash. Great. The shrimp cocktail. Uh, but they, if if DC had better villains, it would be Batman had interesting villains. But of them, really, who's really interesting? I right, the Joker. Uh, you know, the Penguin is nice, and you know, Catwoman. I like Catwoman. You know, Penguin is nice, and the Riddler is nice. But really, the villains are just, oh man, they're bad. But Marvel has good villains. Anytime you want to do a story about heroes, it's only as good as the villain it's in. And that's why the Avengers was so good because of Loki. That's why Infinity War was so good because of Thanos. And speed. Don't forget speed. And that's why speed was good because of Dennis Hopper. Sure, you want to make sure you have that in there. Pop quiz, hotshot. That's it. Uh, so, while there is that, apparently we'll give you an update. If, <laughs> I remember if, you mentioned the Oscars early. I remember the Oscars that year, whoever was the host that year looked out at the audience, and that was the year Speed had come out, and saw Sandra Bullock in the audience says, that actress is the only person that's actually been on an L.A. City bus. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, very nice. Uh, So we'll keep you posted if Spider-Man gets any higher on that building that he is uh, at while the protests are going on in New York. But today was a huge anniversary in Major League Baseball. It was 10 years ago today we had the imperfect game. 
10 years ago tonight, we all went to work going, okay, what are we going to talk about at work? And here you have Armando Galarraga of the Tigers is throwing a perfect game at Comerica against the Indians. And as the game goes on, this is a guy with an ERA of four and a half. You get the updates through five, through six, through seven. He is perfect. Through eight, he is perfect. Through eight and two thirds, he is perfect. And then he faces Jason Donald. Donald hits one wide of first base, and then, well, history happens. 26 up, 26 down. Here comes number 27. Ground ball, right side. Cabrera will cut it off. Colorado covers. He's out. No, he's safe. He is safe. He is safe at first base. MLB Productions, Fox Sports Detroit on the call. Galarraga would get the next batter to ground out to third. He said, after the game, I have no recollection of what happened that at bat. I really don't. All I could do was hear Miguel Cabrera screaming at Jim Joyce and yelling at him because Jim Joyce butchered the call at first base. Donald was out by a step. Everybody saw it. Donald saw it. It was... A moment that as soon as it happened, you knew this is going to be something that we never stop talking about. Jim Joyce's life has been ruled by that place. So was Armando Galarraga's. Galarraga, who now runs a baseball academy, and Jim Joyce, who retired a couple of years ago. And this story, I mean, look, 10 years go by, and you can sit here and say, well, it's more famous because Jim Joyce missed the call that clearly we know he missed uh, than it would be had Armando Galarraga gotten a perfect game. Now, first thing I want to say is this. You can take that and stick it because if you could say you guys could go back in time, Galarraga would say, I'd take the perfect game, and Jim Joyce would say, I would make that call the right way. So I know that Jim Joyce wrote a book, and, uh, and Galarraga has notoriety, but you know, Galarraga would want the perfect game, and Jim Joyce would want to get that call right. And keep in mind the rules. There was no video replay then. It's kind of like, wasn't there the Jerry West uh, NBA Finals 70-foot shot that he made, and there was no three-pointer back then, so it just mm-hmm. sent the game to overtime. There are a lot of things, oh, man, if the rules were just different, that would have been corrected. Do we agree as much as we disagree with replay and sports sometimes? We, that would, would have been, been corrected. Simple. It would have been simple. Just like have, the uh, yep. 85 World Series with Todd Worrell trying to tag first base against oh, the Royals. Game wow, six. yeah, Don Dankinger. Yeah. It was like, yeah, I'm, I, I, I It was feel a similar page, thing, right? Is the pitcher yeah. covering so you don't have the first baseman taking the throw and already having his foot on when Galarraga is racing over to first to cover and he thinks get the final out of the night. He a little bit, he doesn't catch cleanly the ball while he's fishing for the bag with his right foot. And that's the thing. There's two points I wanted to make about this play 10 years go by. And if Jim Joyce had said he didn't catch the ball cleanly, there would have been a debate on it, but it wouldn't have been, boy, Jim Joyce missed the call. Because you see the play the, as, as the throw comes from Cabrera. Galarraga catches it, and the ball shifts in his glove. It hits the, like the, the top ring finger part of his glove, and then it shoots into the pocket. And then Galarraga opens his glove and grabs it again so he can hold on to it so it doesn't find its way to get out. Now, if Jim Joyce had said, oh, no, you didn't catch it, I saw the ball move, and called him safe, you would have had half the people say, that's ridiculous, he caught the ball, he's out. You could have, would have half the people saying, no, I could see where, I could see where that ball, because that ball moved twice, all right? The ball moved twice in Galarraga's glove. It moved when it hit the glove and then to the pocket, and then when he tried to grab it again, the ball moved again. So if he had said that, I, that's that would have been the reaction. Boy, I don't know. Was it was it safe or out? But because that wasn't part of it, and he and he had beaten the the runner to the bag by a full step. No one really concentrated on that part of it. It was all uh, Jim Joyce blew the call, which he did. I mean, it's there. It should be in it. But if you wanted to say that, that's something I could kind of see you saying. All right, I can see where the reaction would have been if that happened. I would guess that night is known as much for the sportsmanship of the next twenty four hours following the missed call as it was for the game itself. And keep in mind, after even having to throw to another batter after that, so they went one for 28 against him, no Mm -hmm. walks, he still only threw 88 pitches all night. 88 in a complete game shutout. The most amazing thing, as I look back at the box score, that game lasted an hour and 44 minutes. A Major League Baseball game in 2010 lasted an hour 44. I mean, that's that's like a Greg Maddox day. 
You know, when, when, yeah. I, when I worked at ESPN as production assistant, if like the Sunday night sports center would always come on after the Sunday night game was on, right? The Sunday night baseball game was on because usually we would come on right at 11 o'clock. But uh, sometimes it, it was always during the baseball season was after the Sunday night game. So it was always OK. And you would have to worry if the game was going fast because you'd be on the air early. And there were a few times where Maddox was pitching on a Sunday night. We're going and you would hear the hey, Sunday night games in the top of the fifth. It's flying. You're like, oh, my God, we're going to go on the air at 10 o'clock and we got to put on a two hour show and everybody is because that happens to this day i have heard in baseball press boxes that is referred to a maddox if a pitcher throws a complete game with under 90 pitches it was like oh my goodness greg maddox is pitching this game is going to be over soon because you knew he was going to win because he was just that good he's the best right-handed pitcher i've ever seen outside of Degrom. he's the best right-handed pitcher i've ever seen and you knew that was going to happen it was insane that in there you like i got that in outside of Degrom. okay but you know but you know the other part of this play that that doesn't get enough attention is look miguel Cabrera, as the big as baseman. he has gotten, first baseman, on that, look, known for winning the Triple Crown, be one of the best hitters of his generation. Now it's just he's got a really bad contract. He is not the most nimble and swift of foot of players. And he makes a phenomenal play to get to this ball and in one in one fell swoop turn and throw on the money to Galarraga at first base. Because if he hesitates for a second, takes an extra takes a step to settle himself to try to throw, they're not getting him out and he's mm-hmm. beating it out. Mm-hmm. He makes a tremendous play to make this, and Cabrera doesn't get enough credit for making that play. He gets all the credit for yelling at Jim Joyce after the play was over. He did. But I mean you watch that play and I go, Man, that's Miguel Cabrera making that. That play. I mean, you know, to be able to move that fast and get to that ball and turn and make that, that's a difficult play for anybody to make. And, and especially you're talking about a right-handed first baseman that's got to go across his body and then turn and throw it back. That's a really difficult play, and he makes it. And it was a close play at first, demanding replay, but made close by the fact, again, it was not the first baseman taking the throw. And so you had the pitcher covering, and instead of his foot at the corner of the bag, as first basemen usually do as they reach out to take the throw, he basically stepped on top of the bag, stuck his glove out, didn't catch it really cleanly, like more at the uh, uh, snow cone, you know, right at the top of the glove, mm-hmm. and then looked down to his right to hope that his right foot was touching the bag. It was Cabrera who hit a solo homer early that night, so most of the game, as it sailed along so quickly, was one to nothing. Detroit had just scored a couple bottom of the eighth to make it 3 nothing going to the ninth. People who were there have talked about how loud it got, not just what we heard after the call with two outs in the ninth, but how loud it got as the game went on in the late innings. And I looked up the paid attendance was only 17,000 on a Wednesday night in Detroit. And and that was a time when usually we get a perfect game. What, what there have been 18 perfect games, I think, over the course of MLB's career, 18 or 20. So you get one in baseball's hunt. Every five years you would get a perfect game, basically. Uh, we had had two in the three weeks leading up to that in 2010 because you had had Dallas Braden pitch his perfect game and you would have the late Roy Halladay pitch a perfect game just a couple of days before Colorado got to match. It was uh, another perfect game. Okay, we had Braden. Now we got Halladay. We're going to have Gallo. We could have had three perfect games in a three-week period if, if this call had gone the way that it was supposed to go. If you include like going back to Cy Young, apparently there have been over 20. But in the modern era, it's like people remember Felix Hernandez or David Wells, Roy Halladay's name coming up recently. He had a regular season perfect game. So there it is. Happy 10th anniversary. I say happy. I say, all right, so 10th anniversary to Armando Calarraga and Jim Joyce. I'm telling you, if you wanted to go that way of him not catching the ball cleanly, you could have done that. And you know what? Jim Joyce probably could have done that after. I give him a lot of credit for just saying, listen, I blew the call. Because you know he saw it on replay and what what the other umpires told him. He could have said that, could have put it out to a pool reporter. That's why he called it. But instead he said, no, I blew it. I don't know why. I saw he was out. For some reason I signaled safe. Yeah. I don't know why right after that he didn't just say, no, sorry, out, out, out. Because you see that sometimes. You know, if you know it's out and you say safe, catch yourself and go, no, out, he's out, he's out, he's out, he's out. I get it. But he didn't do it. And so I kind of wonder what went through his head right there. One of the biggest brain cramps in baseball history. But if he says afterwards, I saw he was out and some reason I said safe, just say out again right away. I I don't know why. So I I don't know about that explanation. The next morning, even the White House press briefing included the spokesman saying, I hope they award him a perfect game after that. And in interviews since, the pitcher and the umpire have both been saying that, yeah, I'd be okay with that. 
Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, live from the Geico Studios. Special delivery, Steve DeSager in for Mike Harmon tonight. And uh, a big story that has just come out in the past few minutes, the University of Southern California USC will resume in-person classes for the small for the fall semester starting August 17th. Steve DeSager brought us the story in the update a few minutes ago. The fall quarter will end just after Thanksgiving, so instead of going all the way up before Christmas, it will end a little bit earlier. But USC is going to have in-person classes for the fall semester, some combination of social distancing. There's also going to be uh, distance learning as well. I would assume it would be a combination of some days you know, people are in classroom, other days their people are watching from their computers in their room or maybe can't come to campus right so some kind of they'll, they'll figure that part out of it which i i think is what how school is going to go uh this fall in in the united states even if it's college i think you're going to see in, in middle school and elementary school you may see okay well there's 25 kids in the class and this week these 12 come to school and these 12 work from home and then next week they switch and we see something like that so you can keep social distancing but the big deal with USC coming back to campus is that you're looking ahead at what a college football season is going to be because, listen, we're Fox Sports Radio, uh, and it's going to be pretty simple. Uh, as long as a school is in session, they're going to play fall sports. I mean, this is not the professionals where it doesn't matter if people – no, if there's no students on campus, they're not going to play sports. That's not going to happen. you got to remember these are kids. These are not adults and professionals. But if – you're going to see this, and USC is the first school that's doing this. You're going to see a lot of other schools very quickly say, yeah, we can do this because they think we can do social distancing. Now, things may change in a couple of weeks. Who knows? We may get stuff back from the protests or last weekend, Memorial Day weekend, where too many people were together and another you know, rush and outbreak of COVID-19. But if this is the case... We're going to see college sports, and I think, Steve, it's going to be pretty simple. It's going to be, let's say, take the Pac-12, for example. All right, Mm -hmm. let's just say eight of the schools say we're going to come back and have in-person class. Okay, so that means you're going to have eight football programs. For this year, I think you're going to see geographically conferences align so they can have some kind of season together. You might see the the Pac-12 and the Mountain West align. Hey, the Mountain West has six schools coming back, the Pac-12. Hey, we're going to have one big super conference of 16 uh, teams on the West Coast, and that's going to be our big conference. So I think you're going to see geographically, uh, just for this year, the FBS teams align so they can play some kind of season that way. I think that's what you're going to wind up getting. And remember, we talked about uh, virus tests being a key component of all of this because there is no vaccine still for this thing. The Pac-12 had said weekly virus tests will be required this fall for all its student-athletes. The NHL is saying we'll pay for daily virus tests. One FCS commissioner had said it's hard to imagine that 100% of the football teams will be ready to start practice and games on time. But it was the Division I Football Oversight Committee that's expected to push for preseason preparation of four to six weeks for each team, which is what I have seen some coaches say in the past month or two. For USC specifically, remember they had the big opening game the first Saturday night of September scheduled at the Dallas Cowboys Stadium. USC Alabama was going to be the opener. Now, do you still have that if you can't have a full crowd? Do you still have SC traveling out of state for any game early in the season? Yeah, I, I think you're you're going to see all of those games being played locally too. You're not going to you're going to see there's going to be a lot of work done in a very short amount of time that's going to redo schedules and it's going to redo everything geographically. I mean, I, I don't think you're going to see a team go more than than a few hundred miles away from where they are, go and come back. Maybe even on the same day, they could wind up having that kind of travel. But I think it'll come together pretty quick. And look, if you get schools like this happening with USC, more are going to follow it, and we're going to have a college football season. Maybe less teams but I think we're going to have it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s, dance away with hip-hop beats, and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.